I'm Megan. I'm Colin. And this is Pet Sitter Sitter Confessional. Confessional. An open and honest discussion about life as a pet sitter. Hello, welcome to episode 212. Hello. (laughs) Thank you to our sponsor, Palmetto Scoopers, and our wonderful Patreon members. Supporters like Laura and Becky have found value in the podcast and want to support us for the price of a cup of coffee every month. So we thank you very much, and thank you to all of our Patreon members. Today, we're talking all about failure in business. And I think we have to start by asking ourselves, what even is a failure, quote-unquote failure? Defining failure is critical to both our mental and emotional health. Now, some of our tasks, whether day-to-day or yearly goals for our business, are probably going to fail. That's just how these things go. Well, yeah, as an entrepreneur, not everything that we do is going to be successful. Sometimes we're not, you know, Thomas Edison had that thing where he developed 999 different ways to not make a light bulb. And then the, finally the one he did. Well, whether it's a coupon that nobody's buying or a hiring ad that nobody's responding to, or even a, a pet that you're trying to win over that just never really happens, these kind of incidents are going to occur whether we plan for them or not. Now, the textbook definition of a failure is the lack of success which I don't think is very helpful at all. (laughs) Well, that just means you have to define success. And then whatever is the opposite of that, that is what a failure is. So we have to define failure because how we do that impacts our ability to learn and grow from from it. When we start thinking that failing at something is actually what defines us, that it becomes part of our identity and is who we are, We stop being able to grow and learn because we start having a fixed mindset of this is just who I am. I fail at these kind of things. I failed at this one time. I'll never be good at it. That is what a fixed mindset really starts limiting us to be able to grow and to be able to start seeing new opportunities. Well, and we actually had a whole episode on defining success. So this is kind of going to be the opposite of that. But my point is, is that when we talked about defining success and that it wasn't something that defined us. So if our business was extremely successful, that that's awesome, but that's not our identity. That's not what we are. We are not our business. We are outside of our business. And so when we think about successes and failures, we have to think of them the same way. And so just as we are not defined by our successes, we are also not defined by our failures. I think a way a lot of people will look at what a failure means is it's when we set a goal, but we don't achieve it. And again, here, the problem is really, really our focus, what we are trying to do. You know, what if the goal that we set for ourselves was never achievable in the first place? I think something even more common than that is that we set the wrong goal because we just didn't know enough. And there's nothing inherently wrong about setting a wrong goal or an incorrect goal, because a lot of times we don't know what we don't know. But it's time and time again, our failure is actually just us setting the wrong goal for ourselves or not fully understanding what we wanted or what we wanted that goal to be all along. I like to think back to our days in school. We are probably all familiar with an assignment that would be something along the lines of write a research paper. So what's the goal for this? Is it to turn it in on time? Is it to write 10 pages? Is it to learn something? Or is it to get better at writing? 
Now, when I was in school, the goal long, long ago. Shh, don't say that. The (laughs) goal was primarily to always get it turned in by the deadline. The goal was to get it turned in on time. Now, if I didn't do that, did I fail? Now, what if I still learned something? What if I actually enhanced my skills? Is that still a failure? This is where defining our goals and objectives for ourselves becomes so critical. And in this example, we have two things that are going in conflict with one another. We have the goal that's set by the outside world, the goal that somebody is trying to impose on us. And then many times we forget that we have our own agency to set our own internal goal for something. And when we have our own internal goals for projects, for things and initiatives that we are trying to do, that's where the real power and strength comes from. Because in that way, we are not being defined by somebody else's expectations because we've already set the match, we've already set the bar, we've already set that goal for our lives. And that way we can achieve that. And even if we don't achieve that, there are still things that we can learn from that other than we didn't meet somebody else's expectations. And so the same thing, your school example, the same thing kind of applies to business as well. So you say, I want to grow my client base by 10% over the next four months. Well, did you really fail if you only got 9%? But what if you got connected with a lot of really cool people along the way? Is that still a failure, even though you missed it by 1%? So the problem is, is that many times we aren't open to these other options because we're just not looking for them. So if I'm so focused on the 10%, I might miss the connection with another pet sitter or a client who has a lot to share. I may not even be looking whether my email marketing is actually effective or the pain points of onboarding or, you know, pay attention, being paying attention to the feedback because I'm so focused on that 10% on the goal. But being mission focused doesn't mean we are mission centric or mission exclusive. It means that that is where we are directing the majority of our time and attention and energy, but we are not walling ourselves off from being open to other opportunities. Because when we do that, we we will feel like a failure when we don't reach that 10%, because we won't have been able to step back and look at the broader picture of everything else that was going on and all the other little successes that happened along the way. Yeah, so it's basically, even though you may not have met your goal or what you wanted to achieve, it's still thinking about the lessons that you learned along the way. Still trying to find the successes, even though it looks like a failure. And so it's looking for those successes within the failure. Well, as you mentioned earlier, Megan, the actual problem with defining failure is that most of us are terrible at defining success. We actually have no idea what it would look like for us or what we even want. So what if our definitions were for success? My definition of success is the state of living and working according to my values. And failure is a state of living and working in a way that isn't aligned with our values. How would that change our business? Well, for starters, it would take our mind off of the individual tasks and more on the long-term trajectory of our life and business. We'd be able to look back and see patterns of behavior, patterns of success that meet and align with our values and our why. It would also keep us focused on what is actually mattering in our business, is our values, our why. We'll stay grounded and centered on what will actually keep us going and pushing us through tough times. 
Plus, it's easier to work in our values. It's more enjoyable and more sustainable for us and those around us. Speaking of looking for opportunities, 2020 showed us the importance of having a diversified business. As we take on new clients, there are many opportunities to add services and value packages to our clients. Courtney, owner of Palmetto Scoopers, wants to help you be number one with your clients number two. Uh-huh. <laughs> Courtney is passionate about helping others excel with a poop scooping service. What tools and training do you need? What do you do with all the poop? There's a link in our show notes for you to check out to learn and get started in pet waste removal and let Courtney get you started on the right foot. Let's go back to our grow by 10% example. What if you only grew by 7% because you turned away clients that didn't align with your values in caring for pets? They wanted to use a different kind of collar you were not okay with or only have you come by one time a day or whatever the scenario is but you, quote, failed to grow, but stayed true to your values. Isn't that really a success? Yes, it is. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it is. And plus, these kind of interactions are going to have a lasting impact on you. There's something that will change your emotions and your feelings and really solidify your stance and your boundaries. It's also important to reframe our lack of success or our failure to meet our goals into something that actually is beneficial and helpful, something that we can learn from, lessons that we can take away, and truly understanding where it went wrong. I think there are about four areas where we need to focus after we've suffered a failure, after we've suffered a lack of success, when we go back and we're doing a review of what that is. And and I do think doing a review is extremely important. Without doing a review where we sit down and we either write write out, we talk out, we look at the systems, we look at things that are going on. If we never review the failure, we'll never grow. And I know that it is extremely painful sometimes to have put so much effort into a project or into an initiative and poured your whole soul and body into it and not have it turn out the way you wanted to. That's very painful. So obviously giving yourself some time where you can come back to it with a level head where you can assess it. But look at these four areas to try and understand where you can improve later. Starting with the first one, which is, did, did it go wrong? Did it not go the way you wanted to because you had a lack of knowledge? So something like maybe you didn't understand that the different types of harnesses and showed up to a client's house where you didn't know how to put it on. Well, do some research on the different types of harnesses and require training and maybe even standardization of harnesses and leashes moving forward. It's all about assessing, did I have the proper knowledge base to even tackle this, to even go into this? And how can I correct that moving forward? What kind of resources do I need to bring into my life and do I need to look into? The next one is a lack of structure or systems. So the scenario could be, did you not communicate your policies well enough so the client was confused and had different expectations? Did they not realize that you were only going to be at the house at from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. and they thought it was going to be 24 hours because you guys didn't have a conversation about it or it was and in your policies. We'll create a system to help that not happen again. Then you have, was there a lack of vision? Maybe you struggled with where you wanted your business to go and you found yourself not recognizing your business or how to put your boundaries in place. When we fail to be able to look forward 5, 10, 20 years down the road and do some vision casting, writing out where we want to go, setting those long-term goals, We can have a hard time working through the weeds and getting down in the mundane activities of our day. We can feel very lost and not really understand what the whole purpose is. So being able to step back, have a 30,000, 35,000 foot view of your business and actually what you want out of it will really help you when it comes time to making decisions and setting plans. 
Well, and I heard something recently that for the yearly goals, obviously you want to set, you know, five, 10 year goals and then break it down to a year, then break it down to a month, then to a week and then to a day. And that's not saying that you're going to accomplish your goal every single day or your big goal every single day. That's just telling you the tasks that you need to work on that day in order for you to reach your big goal. Well, and it helps you realize that there is progression, that things are happening. Again, thinking back to redefining success and failure into their connection with our values, we can see that there is this long-term trajectory of change, of difference over time. And when you break down these big goals, these long-term visions into daily tasks, you're able to look back at your notebook or at your app on your phone that tracks all this stuff and go, you know what, I did actually check off everything, or I have checked off a vast majority of these things over time. I am making progress because it can be very defeating at times to feel like we're, we're lost, like we aren't making any progress. So that's one reason why it's really good to have these kind of things written down is not just so that we don't forget them, but so that we can go back and remind ourselves of not just how much we've learned or how much we've grown, but how much hard work we've actually done and all of the progress that has happened since we started or since we started trying to accomplish these goals. And then the final one is lack of strategy. Maybe you struggle with finances. <laughs> you would not be alone in that area. <laughs> But maybe you struggle with where to put your money or invest it. Well, get connected with a local CPA or find a financial advisor in your area. Strategizing is merely trying to put in a game plan to meet these goals, meet these objectives, meet these tasks. Once we've cast the vision, once we've set forth the path we want to walk, then it gets down into how am I actually going to accomplish that? That's where the strategy comes in. Maybe you want to save $10,000. Great. That's a wonderful vision. That's a wonderful goal to have. How are you actually going to accomplish that? So getting connected with somebody, you know, this is actually pulling in multiple of these. Maybe you don't know what that process looks like. So you're actually reaching out to learn more because you have a lack of knowledge and you have a lack of strategy. You can combine these by bringing in somebody with experience, somebody with expertise in this and hiring them to help you in this, to help you build up your strategy and then help you implement it too. And put structure and systems in place so that you can save a little bit every month. Well, that's a really good point to point out that many times in our lives, we have all four of these going against us. When we go into something, we don't know what we don't know. So we don't know to plan. We don't know to cast the vision. And we don't have a strategy to go along with it because we don't have the structures or the vision to go along. So all of these can happen individually. But I think more often than not, when something doesn't go the way we want, when we sit down to deconstruct that event, what you'll find is that you'll have multiple things in each of these buckets that contributed to that. Now, the important part here is not just that we have deconstructed and we've understood where we went wrong, but that we end up recovering from it. Yeah, because nobody likes to fail. Do you like to fail? I mean, I don't. <laughs> so get good counsel around you. Get friends, get family, get other pet sitters who have maybe gone through the exact same thing or reach out to us. We'd be happy to help you through whatever you are struggling with right now and then sit with it just for a little bit. It doesn't have to be forever. You don't have to sulk for days and days about whatever failure you've had, but do recognize those feelings. And hopefully that will help you motiv- help motivate you in the future to know, I don't want to have these feelings again. So I'm going to put these things in place, these processes, these policies in place where that's not going to happen again. And then write it out, write out your plan, sticky note, journal, app on your phone, whatever helps you write out your things so you don't forget them. So there can be a constant reminder of, I, I'm i not going to let this happen again. 
Use the failures to catapult you into success in the future. Absolutely. If there is a way to systematize something in your business so that that failure doesn't happen again, write it down and share it with either staff or with yourself so that you never have to A, think about it again, or B, be caught off guard when something happens. The more we can write these processes down, the better off that we will be in the future because we know how to handle it because we wrote it down for our future self. Well, and especially for staff too. If you have employees, ICs, more than one, they are going to maybe make the same mistake that you did or multiple of your employees are going to make the same mistake. So it's, it is important to let everybody know at your weekly meetings or whatever that the, this is the way we do things now. Have we ever failed at anything? Uh, yeah. I mean, lots of things. Well, (laughs) we've also had success, so it balances out. But yeah, there was one time when we tried a Facebook ad for a dog walk or a coupon for a free dog walk, and that did not go well. Yeah, our goal here was to grow our drop-in and dog walks in our area, and we thought in order to accomplish that, we could pay for a Facebook ad and offer a discount coupon, a free coupon for people who signed up through that. Yeah, we see sitters all the time doing Facebook ads and with great success, and we had never tried one before, so we thought, hey, why not? Well, we ran it and spent, I think, a total of over $100 or something on it, and literally nothing came from it. Nobody signed up. Nobody even clicked on it. it even... I, uh, I think there were like three people. Okay. Well, nobody signed up for the coupon <laughs> in the end. And <laughs> so, uh, you know, that, that was a failure in our original goal to boost drop it in dog walks through a coupon through a coupon advertised on Facebook. Now what did we learn from this? What actually evolved from this was that we still have a lot of education to do in our community about the benefits of what a drop in and dog walk can actually do for them to try and start changing some of this client behavior and expectations when it comes to caring for their dog. This was one of the very first clues that that was not very widely accepted and that we had kind of grown on the people who readily accepted it. But we still then had to turn around and do a lot of education. So the Facebook ad was a failure. But the success came from us learning more about our market and learning more about the clients that we actually want. Yeah. So just because you failed at something doesn't mean that you didn't give it your all, that you didn't give it your best, that you weren't 110% committed to it. But you should be proud of that you did give it your best. So how do we fail well? At the end of the day, it's about recognizing that every opportunity that we have that comes along our way is a growth opportunity. We can turn it around and make something bad into something good. Yeah, we can learn from it, apply new things to our business, write down those procedures, learn something new, get connected with a better mentor or a group of pet sitters and people and business people in your area at each stage, even though it doesn't turn out how we wanted or how we expected. When we do that deconstruction of the event and we do that deconstruction of that failure, there is learning opportunities there. And that is where the success comes from. Even when we fail, we succeed when we learn from it. And that is the biggest and best way to fail well. And don't beat yourself up for trying something, especially if it's something new. I mean, statistically, the more you try new things, the more likely we are going to fail. And that's okay because it means you're trying. And if we look at it, really, the greatest failure of all is never having tried in the first place. 
Natasha O'Banion is a pet business coach, and today she's going to answer the question, I don't find my business fun anymore. Help! Yeah. When you when you don't find your business fun anymore, it means that you've lost a little bit of the drive. That's where that comes from, that the drive is sizzling away. Whether that because you're burnt out or you just have too many hands in the pot, that's typically where it comes from. You're burnt out, you're losing a little bit of drive, and therefore you're like, you know what? This is not even fun anymore. It's not, it's not the excitement that I had in the beginning. The first thing that I would say is that when you lose the drive in your business, now we want to decide if this is burnout or drive, okay? There's two different things. If you lose the drive in your business, you need to hire help. You need to say, you know what? I'm done. I'm dead. For one point, well, from one point for me, when I was burnt out and I was handling emails, this is before we automated everything. I was doing the mom and pop stuff. I've been there. I was doing the emails and my emails started to get a little snappy and a little snarky. Like it started to get irritated. Like, listen, come on. You know, it wasn't those words, but it kind of felt that tone, you know, and a little bit of my responses. And I started to see that myself. And I hired someone. I say, listen, I can't be doing emails anymore. I'll, I'll figure out and, and, and curse someone on an email potentially. I don't know. You know what? Just it, not that far, but you know on your body when you're kind of getting irritated, you know, you've got to remove yourself. You got to put somebody else in that spot. Say, listen, I can't do emails anymore. You got to do emails. You got you to gotta respond to people or you got to just send the same messages. Because one thing that happens is we're taking care of a cat. We're taking care of a dog and then people are calling and they're texting. They're not going to get the best response from you. They're going to get a quick, fast, irrational response and you want to remove yourself. And that's when you started to notice you're losing the drive. So get someone else. CEOs do it all the time. You're the founder, but the founder gets somebody else to either general manager to run this thing or another owner or another partner, but they get someone in that spot when they've lost drive. Now, if you're just burnt out, same answer. You got to get some help because you're realizing that you're scaling to a capacity that you can't keep up with. And that's why it's not becoming fun anymore. No one said you couldn't still make a good income and be passive and, and still have the, the vision and the dream that you kept. That's what I do. I haven't walked a dog in years, years. I started to have a bunch of children, but I still love my business. I got different people running it for me. And I'm not going to sell it or I'm not going to do anything about it because why well, I have other people where I am not. Natasha has a very successful pet business and she is also a pet business coach. If you would like her to be your personal pet business coach and walk you through the ins and outs of your business, you can go to her website, startscalesale.com and use the code PSC20 for 15% off. Thank you to our sponsor, Palmetto Scoopers, and thank you to our awesome Patreon members. Thank you for listening. We really appreciate it, and we hope that you are doing well and your business is thriving, and we would love any feedback or topic ideas or interview guests that you guys have. We are always looking for ways to help improve the show, so if you have any ideas, please let us know at feedback at petsitterconfessional.com, or you can let us know on Facebook and Instagram at Pet Sitter Confessional. And let us know a failure that set you in a different course on your business and that you learn from and that you have applied new things to both your life and your business that actually set yourself up better than you ever expected. Thank you again so much for listening. You hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. We'll be back next time.